you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Before you get to your episode, Bucky, tell them what's coming up on our latest episode. The great Reggie Wayne joins us to talk all things football. We also take a look at the NFL and college games from the past weekend. Maybe begin to look ahead to the draft. Yeah, look ahead to a great Wednesday night football matchup. You heard me right. Uh, Tune in, Move the Sticks. You can find us on iTunes. Find us NFL.com slash podcast. You can find all of our videos, NFL.com slash MTS video. Going to the hurry up offense. Wait, will snap. He then the, the, the rookie punter dropped the ball. Kayser, the Raiders take the ball. Drew Kayser with a monumental mistake. Sets up, sets up. He's going to throw one deep downfield for T.Y. Touchdown. T.Y. Hilton, another great catch. And the Colts now reclaim the lead. Straight drop. Looking for somewhere to go. Pressure comes. Wentz loads and throws deep. Wants Aguilar. Slay out there. And he picked it up. Oh, Darius slides down. This game is over. Darius Slay just made the play of the game. Who told you that the Lions were going to beat the Eagles? Dave Damashek. That's who. Yes, welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Presented, as always, by McDonald's all-day breakfast. Go get you some of that with the expanded menu now. More choices on there. The McMuffins, the Biscuits, the McGriddles. And so on Studio 66, chock full with mirth and football knowledge. Maurice Jones, Drew, Ike Taylor, and Tyrod Taylor coming up in just a little bit. So stick around for that, fellas. Let's jump right into it. We'll do proper hellos in just a little bit here. First question, it has escaped the Dallas-Fort Worth area and is now an issue for all of football America to uh, to wonder about. Tony Romo or Dak Prescott, Maurice Jones-Drew, choose. Yeah, I'm going to go Dak. We're winning right now. Ain't no reason to mess that up. Yeah, <laughs> simple. You know, well, wait, I said it yesterday on our show on Fantasy and Friends. Like, Jerry, you want to mess something up? Go ahead and put Tony Romo in there. Tear this whole thing down. Ike, how say you? You got to go. With, you don't have to go. You need to go with Dak hmm. Prescott. Uh, we all know what Tony Romo can do. Tony Romo has Hall of Fame numbers, regular season stats off the chain. But it kind of has that Carson Palmer effect for the postseason. 
you know, still can't get get over that hump for the postseason. So the last two weeks, everybody been talking about Dak and, you know what, let's say what he does without Des Bryant. Well, I've been winning. And you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line. He's probably have one of the best offensive linemen, offensive line group in the NFL. But if you just go back to the preseason part, they didn't have Ezekiel Elliott for the preseason, you know, in training camp. Had a hamstring issue. So Dak, you know, was pretty much doing this in preseason, not by himself, but he didn't really have that kind of help he has now in that running game with Ezekiel. Mm. Obviously, Ezekiel was doing a, a real good job right now. But his teammates wasn't tripping when Tomo, Tony Romo got hurt during training camp. When Tony Romo was out and the Dallas Cowboys was looking to get another veteran quarterback to come in, Quietly, his team was going up to the front office like, we got a young kid. Do you think Dak would have beaten out Kellen Moore by the start oh, of the yes. season? I know oh. Kellen Moore isn't good at, at, at all in the NFL, but he would have, Dak would have won, would have no. shown enough to beat him out had he not gotten no hurt. No question. So now it's like, hey, man, we got somebody special back here. And, and yeah, we could talk about the rookie part, but it's Dak poise he has in the, in the, in the pocket. And he's earned that respect from his veteran line. Yeah. He's earned that respect from his veteran guys on defense. Like, Dak understand, man, don't give me nothing. Let me work for this. And by the way, as much as we want to talk about Dak and just looking at it from Dak's point of view, he's like, it's us. And he said it before. Like, it's he was politically correct. It's Tony Romo's job. Like, when Tony Romo come back, it's, it's going to be his job. But you can tell by his teammates, like, well, pfft, this your team. If, if you're 7-1 – by week eight, and that's when Tony Romo's supposed to come back. Are you making the change? I'm not making that change. You can't. Well, the 21st century example that uh, that rises above all others is Tom Brady. That Belichick, the best coach in the business, stuck with uh, the kid Brady, and we see how that turned. But didn't out. Tony Romo do the same thing to Drew Bledsoe? What, oh yeah, it, wasn't you're right. That That's that right happened? in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. But also the other thing that I feel like we've kind of we move on from very quickly that uh, we, we're almost ignoring about uh, Dak Prescott with all the successes. Des Bryant's not out there. I mean, they had other guys. They rolled out. I know they're not the pedigree of Dak Prescott, but they put other QBs in there and tried to make a go of things in 2015. It didn't work out. The other guy who does deserve a shout-out with this Dallas Cowboys thing, no matter what, Rod Marinelli. He continues now. Who are those guys that they put out there that that defense can be even mediocre? It's crazy. What you know what? They, they was asking Des because Des wasn't getting targeted, you know, and if you just look at Romo, he'll kind of force the issue a lot because you want to make Dez happy and I understand that. But Dak' response was, I'm just trying to throw it to the open guy. Hmm. Like, if Dez is open, I'm going to throw it to him. If if I feel like Dez ain't open, well, I'm not going to throw yeah. it to him. And it makes a whole lot of sense. Beasley, Witten, um, for the most part, man, like them Aaron two guys. Williams, has, Bryce, Bryce Butler. Butler. I mean, yeah. They've been eating in the middle of that field. So – I like what Dak does. The only thing is, and the practical concern, I don't know how much this actually influences decisions that franchises make in the NFL, but Romo is owed a lot of money, not just this year, but he is owed a lot of money in 2017. So however much that forces the uh, the decision-making process, have you guys been around that where it's clear that a guy does not belong in there, but it is the money? Because that is something that you hear all the time. It's almost a cliche. That's true that – Guy, the GMs will be like, get him in there because we pay him a lot of loot. Well, well I, I think I, I was in a situation where a guy had in his contract, uh, if he started so many games, that he had a big bonus at the end. And the big bonus is like $5 million plus, right? 
And just because this was like towards the end of the year, we were like still in it. It's, but it's a dirty game. They started someone else play one, and they it's, brought him in play two. Let him play the rest. It's a dirty like they do that by percentages. So if you have a, a, a so many percentages of the defensive snaps, let's say the defense go nine hundred snaps, and you you get a three million dollar bonus if you get sixty of them snaps. You best believe they calling that front office calling like. Hey, the man on the knee, 50 more snaps, bring somebody else in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, 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 that's how it go. That's the business part of the NFL. It's shady, but that's how it is. The greatest example is the Niners. They're, you're not going to play Colin Kaepernick. Well, all right. Because you, you, if he gets hurt, you have to owe him, if you owe him like a couple, what, 10, 12 million All right, so informed by that, are they going to go Romo? If, it, if it's that for that dirty reason or otherwise? Well, they, they're going to go Romo because, one, you still don't want to look bad. Like, then you got 20 – you got 20 sitting on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know that Dak is doing this thing, but you still got 20 sitting on the bench. Now he's healthy to play. They're going to play him. Is that the smartest move? No. <laughs> Won't the whole team, though, be – I mean, uh, Tony Romo's a likable character. Right, been right. there forever. But aren't the, a lot – isn't some of the locker room going to be angry at Romo – uh, irrationally or otherwise, it's not, not really. His I think to go I in. think this is giving Romo the full chance to recover fully, right? So you don't have to rush him back uh, like last year, right? But if he does come in and the game's on the line, and he throws a pick or something bad happens, that's when the locker room erupts because this kid's been mm. playing well and he hasn't made that that crucial mistake yet. You know, knock on wood, but he hasn't done that yet. So. All right, next up, staying in that division, Eli Manning. A lot of people, including me, thought he can't miss this year with that collection of pass catchers that he's going to have. But Joe Flacco also having his struggles so far this year. Are the days of calling Eli and Flacco franchise QBs over? And when I say franchise QBs, I, of course, mean guys into their second contract, 18 to 20 million or thereabouts. So there are a lot of guys that fit that description. Ike, how say you? I think I'm not, I'm not going to say over. I think for for a quarterback, uh, whether you're Aaron Rodgers or a Dak Prescott, you need a guy like MJD, meaning a running back. You need a running game. Uh, Eli was at his best when he had a running game. You know, them boys winning championships. Of course, they had a nice front four on that defensive line, but they had a running game to complement them. Um, Tom Brady, when it comes down to the postseason, they have a running game. Like, we talk about Tom and what he does with passing, but when that postseason come, man, their running game is on point. Flacco was Flacco when he had a running game. Like, ever since Ray Rice yeah. has left the building, it's been hard for Flacco. But Flacco, I mean, but uh, Ray Rice did help that offense, especially in that running game. That's why they let Forsett go, and they trying to emerge to the I young guy West to West. So, my point is, you're as good as your running game. You know, like we, we yeah, but we, there are different levels of success. And if you're yeah, a twenty million dollar guy, like Aaron Rodgers has succeeded without that. Ben Roethlisberger no, is but he's he's struggling. That offensive line, and they have been struggling. They have been inconsistent as a record wise because they don't have a running game. They were doing real good. A Rod and them boys was doing good. They was winning championships when they had a running game. So when you don't have a running game, when Eddie Lacy isn't bouncing off tacklers and he's not having the over 100 yards, it's hard. Like Aaron Rodgers don't look like Aaron Rodgers no more. Mm-hmm. But Aaron, when, when you have a play action, when you have a guy like Eddie Lacy who consistently can get 80 to 100 yards a game, it makes the offense better. Yeah, for me, it's uh, when you play, when you pay someone between 17 and $22 million, 
You're putting you're putting a lot of money into one position, one player, and it's it's ruining the rest of your team. So that guy has to be worth that. Like That's when, right. when I say worth that, I means you have to be the guy without a running game because we can't pay no one else. We can't pay the offensive line. We can't pay the defense. So in Baltimore, you you leverage all your your success on Joe Flacco because again, Joe Flacco did the right thing. He gambled. He said, "Listen, I'm gonna bet on myself this year. And I won the Super Bowl." And he did. Hey, you have no. Cho- I completely have, get it that the Ravens had no choice but right. to keep Flacco, but it does jam but, but you now, like this. But, but now, exactly. So now, now we're seeing what Joe Flacco is. He's again. I tell people all the time. There's only like four or five elite quarterbacks in this. Four or five. Four or five. Yep. The rest of them are game managers. Now they're posing as elite quarterbacks because they're getting paid a ton of money. But you're just a game manager. Your job is just not to lose the game. And so when you put when you try to put the game in their hands and say now you got to go win, that ain't do. That's not who they are. And so Joe Flacco, I remember people were saying, oh, he can throw the ball all over the yard. Yeah, You're right. He could throw a great deep ball. You know, the one deep ball he caught where the kid from Denver mistimed it and it went over his head and Jacoby Jones caught it. Right. Like, that was the one – that's the one ball we always go through. But he's thrown millions of balls that you're like, what are you thinking? He just can't carry a team. But Eli's almost more inex- – or I think is more inexplicable when he has yeah. Odell Beckham plus Victor Cruz and Sterling but Shepard. My thing with Eli is Eli's been playing bad – for a, while. for a long time. For a while. And we've been saying, oh, he's doing better with this. No, he's he's doing better because he can throw a slant to Odell Beckham. He can take it to the house. He can throw a, a curl to Odell Beckham. He can take it to the house. Real quick, you have one. Cho- you have to ride with one or the other for the rest of the season. Who do you want, Flacco or Eli? I'm going to go with Eli because I don't really mess with a Raven. <laughs> I'm just, right answer. <laughs> right. We're just, I'm just going. Looking just, forward to the draft. <laughs> so we ain't even know if we're going to do the draft. We just might just go wildcat the rest of you. Can we trade for Tony Romo? I hear he might be available. Last thing real quick here in the hurry up is uh, the, the ironically named hurry up, by the way, uh, after uh, those uh, deep dives there. The Chargers, at this point in the year, have either one of you guys ever been on a team where you just say, well, clearly we're cursed this year. It's beyond us now. There's just not, someone upstairs doesn't want us winning games, Maurice. No, I've been on uh, teams that have been in quicksand, you know, and quicksand meaning that uh, when you, you're trying everything you can to get out of this hole, to dig out of this hole, but the more you struggle, the more you do things that are outside your character, the deeper you sink, right? So that's I think that's what they're doing right now with the Chargers is that, you know, they're fighting. Guys are trying to make plays and this and that. And the simplest thing is just catching a snap and putting the ball down. You fumble it because you, you're, you're feeling that. He's feeling that pressure because they've lost, what, how many games they lost with a fourth-quarter lead? I want to say every game. I well, think so. Right, except for the Jag game. Yep. Right? So you Poor lose. Phil Rivers. Right. And so now it's all of a sudden it's kind of like, well, you know, that thing's going to creep into your mind. As a competitor, you can't allow it. But when the fourth quarter comes, I guarantee you all those guys are like, what, which one, Dan? Which one is this going to be? Is it going to be uh, a fumble? Is it going to be a, 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 a So that does pick? happen, yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll creep in. I mean, this is anything. I mean, especially, like, you be playing part cheesy. Like, if you're used to losing in part cheesy, it's going to creep in your mind somehow, some way. It's just, it's just rough watching them play because you talk about it as an analyst sitting on the couch or sitting at a podium like, you know they're going to mess up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, you know they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna find a way. They're going to blow in the fourth quarter. So, as us just sitting down as an analyst, you can only imagine you as a player like, oh, here we go again. Like, oh, like something going to happen. So, either Goran going to fumble or Goran going to fumble or Goran going to fumble because he had three fumbles <laughs> in the past two games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's always something. I just feel bad for Phillip Rivers because 
he is the guy who's been keeping them alive. They just can't finish. I know, and they quarter. really could be three and two or thereabouts. And uh, I mean, they could be easy. They have a. They have a. I mean, they could be. What would you say? Three and two? No, they could be four and one. They I could mean, be four and legitimately, one. yeah, you can make a case for that. Fourteen points total. The other thing I'm wondering about is when's the last time Maurice Jones-Drew played Parcheesi? While you ponder that, let's start the show. I'm a, I'm a Parcheesi guy. <laughs> I don't know the rules of Parcheesi. I think that's the one with the you got to roll and then they got the jacks out with all the, the I don't know. What's your favorite board game, uh, Ike? You know what? Me and my son have been playing Battleship. Ooh, that's, that's a, a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, hey, welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Again, I want to mention uh, sponsored by McDonald's. The all-day breakfast is what you want to get. The egg McMuffin, the egg Mc, uh, what? Maurice likes all of it, right? I, I, do, I do, I do, I do, I do the the egg McMuffin with no egg. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's how you do it. Because then you get what you want. Yeah, he eat everything. I know Shaq. Or the yeah. sausage McMuffin. Yeah, Shaq do the whole show. You don't Shaq. need to worry about what I do. Shaq do the egg and the sides. Put it all that's on right. one. That's right. What, are you and waiting he, for an apology? And, and I, I bet you he puts the hash brown in the sandwich, too. No question. That's him all day. That's the way to do it. That's it a, is. That's the tasty way to and do it. Put the jelly on the bread. Like I mentioned, we have Tyrod Taylor coming up. I uh, want to get in on this three-game winning streak. Shady McCoy, by the way, he's putting together – he's quietly now. I feel like he's kind of on the cusp of uh, the Hall of Fame. I said going into it, if he gets about 12, 1,400 this year and then maybe another 1,000 down the line here, I think he winds up with the gold jacket there. He got, I, I like watching him run. You know, he got the Undo wiggle. Got the that. wiggle, Marie. You got to hold the ball out here like this. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You got to put the ball like this. Do, do you think my running style, Ike, no. is kind of like Shady's? It's uh, it's what uh, Hawkins did in that Cleveland game when he scored that touchdown and put the ball <laughs> on the ground. Robotic. You're calling me stiff. No, I don't appreciate make no that. No mistake about it. All right. <laughs> you know what? For that slight, I'm going to start with a hello to the former Bruin, Jacksonville Jaguar. Oakland Raider, the current voice for the L.A. Rams, and uh, my pal on Fantasy and Friends, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. Straight out of Oakland. That's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the insult. Now he's all with Damashek. Yeah, that's his new home. So call him Maurice. The Jaguar gets me every time. I, I, I love it. Make a make a note, by the way. 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we stream the show on NFL.com. Tune in there. And, of course, you can always track it down, NFL.com slash DDFP. And we appreciate you subscribing to the uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and otherwise. I don't think I ever noticed, if you ever look at the video intro that uh, accompanies that great song by Dick Banks, I don't think I knew the Jag was singing until today. The whole time, yeah. yeah I didn't know he was actually every singing time. the song to you. How are you, Maurice? I'm doing well, Shaq. A pleasure to see you. And now let's say hello to who he is. Uh, he was born in Gretna. It's like Taylor, everybody. You can have some enthusiasm when you say it. Born in Gretna. Ike Taylor. What's happening, 24? Can't call it living a dream. Hey, Ike Taylor, make sure you tune in every Monday night right after the Monday night football game wraps up. 
little uh, somnambulant, although a, a a human drama played out with uh, with the Buccaneers kicker on Monday Night Football. But Ike and Reggie Wayne and Mike Robb uh, breaking it down for you in the uh, post game. Make sure you tune in to NFL Network. And of course, I, I I almost don't need to mention Celebration Station, Fashion Popo, and everything else that uh, Ike and Maurice are doing there. Gangbusters work and uh, and Ike. Um, Pretty feeling pretty good after that uh, Steeler victory. We're now about uh, what ten or so days away from uh, Patriots Steelers. That's going to be a dandy. Yeah, we got we got to on that road, man. Oh, we, we do good at home. We do good at home. We just got to get it right on the road. Hey, I want to mention too. Speaking of being on the road, football baby, uh, our pal behind the glass, Ryan Bartlett, had a good idea. He said, uh, "Why don't we put at the top of your Twitter account, Dave? You can go at Damashek and print out a PDF of Football Baby, the magical baby, who went three and one, picking NFL games again this week on a roll. He's really on a roll. He's thirteen and two. On he only picked. Does he only pick the tough games? He he picked." Here, I mean, I didn't agree with these picks. He took the Falcons in Denver. I thought that was – well, that's going to be a loss for you, kid. He took the Bengals – I mean, I'm sorry, he took the Cowboys over the Bengals. I didn't see that one happen either. either. He took Pittsburgh, so he went three and one. I forget which one he oh, – I took the Ravens. Um, he, yeah, he, so he showed up in San Francisco on Thursday Ooh. night football. So he started – it's been an extended weekend, a tour across uh, the land of football. What about okay. school, Shaq? He don't go to school? The boy ain't going to no school. No, then he went to Germany – no, he's two years old. Go to school. He's uh, he went to. They he knows ABCs in, in Germany. He knows can he A count B. He can say corn. He says corn. You know, corn. that's about that's about the. He get that from his daddy. He talking like his daddy. <laughs> then, <laughs> then look at this one. He went his first college football game. Calais Campbell and Jared Campbell. He went to see the U play. Unfortunately, Calais Campbell's. Uh, you didn't uh, emerge victorious, but like I mentioned, football baby didn't. Then he At showed all. up at the Monday night game too. He's at the Monday night. Hey, game. football baby, man, what's the sky miles like, man? What did I, I don't what? know. I mean, this uh, this kid's been uh, everywhere around the, the more football places globe. than you, man. No question. What's going on? Germany? Well, listen, I guess to the victor go the spoils, and he is uh, eighty-four and thirty-two lifetime. His passport uh, has been stamped now. Tattoo. Look His at that. passport is tatted. He's going continental there. Um, so, all right, let's jump into it now, fellas. Before we get into the best win and uh, worst loss of the weekend, and there's some good candidates on uh, both sides of that, curious for your thoughts on Antonio Brown and the idea of paying fines and all that kind of stuff. What would you, Maurice, be willing to pay a hefty fine for? An end zone celebration, to make a statement with your shoes? Would you ever pay a guy if he was wearing your jersey number? Would you ever pay him to get your jersey number back? Which of those or any of those would you? I, I mean, the only one that I, I probably could say was uh, the dress. I got fined like five grand on Monday night, but we were wearing all black, so I wasn't putting showing no white. I had all black socks, no question. all black everything. You got fined for wearing black socks with a black uniform? Yeah, because oh, you can't. You have to have a little white showing, and yeah, I had so. none. It was no white. Yes, yeah, and 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 I wanted to be that way. Um, and then uh, that's stylish. I, oh yeah, they, they, you know, the, you know the league. They don't want you to have style sometimes. Pay but it for don't. style. I love it. I've never had the custom shoes like outside, but I've, uh, um, I, I got fined for celebrating using the goalposts. That was a big. That was a hefty one. <laughs> I uh, don't remember that. What'd you do to the goalposts? <laughs> I uh, it was uh, 2007. We were playing the Chiefs, and uh, I hadn't scored. And so one of my boys was like, well, "When you score, you got to just act like you were just taking some money out the bank, all that depositing you've been doing." So I went in. Swipe my card, put the little penny, and got some cash. <laughs> I've out. never seen that one. That's great. I got to. That, that was that, a, that was a big fine, but we we felt I you know I talked to my my team. We felt like we took enough out 
at that point to pay for. <laughs> it. Ironic that you were figurative or you were pretending to take out money, and then uh, the NFL actually took. Yeah, money and from then you. I, I showed my Superman shirt, and that was the that was probably the biggest one. Ike, how say you on this? I used to get fined for uniform violations. Uh, like this hood right here, I used to because we used to go to Cincinnati, and in one time, man, you know they they want you to look a certain way on the field. So I had my hood out the back of my uh my shoulder pads had cut this had cut had cut this part and I just had my hands and you know they'll give me a warning at halftime like look I may need to take that hoodie up over your shoulder pads I'm like no like I feel good I'm playing good and I'm dressed warm so y'all can go <laughs> on and find me but it was mainly like uniform violations. For I remember when you had that hoodie on in yeah. Cincinnati I re- I do remember I, watching that. Get, you once out. wore black Nikes with yeah, your yeah. uniform. That was a good look. Yeah, it it was, and I got fined for it. But when I got kicked out that Giants game with the King Knicks, I got fined heavy for that because they went back and was like, oh, yeah, you started the whole thing. <laughs> like, he didn't even do nothing to you. And it was like, what did he do to you? I said, he looked at me a certain way, and I relapsed. I thought I was back at home <laughs> in New Orleans. Yeah, you, you had to, you had to I go thought, back. I thought I was back home. And I apologize to him for sure, but when I went to the sideline, <laughs> Coach Tomlin was like, "What would he do?" I said, "Coach, you're gonna be mad." I said, "Man, the man looked at me some kind of way, and I felt played." <laughs> he was like, "Go to the locker. Go to the locker, man." Wasn't this a preseason game? Preseason. Game. <laughs> you got the only game you ever got fined for starting something on the field was in a preseason game because Akeem Nix looked at you funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's kind of rude, right? Well, I don't know. On I, I didn't see the look, so I can't really weigh in. Maybe, maybe he just stared right. too long. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta let you know you like. What do you say on the thing? Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do on life. He like you just can't let nobody treat you like that. I see. Like, let nobody have your cornbread. Okay. I'm looking at like what you looking at. Would you, Ike? We've talked about number twenty four. Uh, that uh, Dorian Grant in Pittsburgh. Or no, I'm sorry, Justin Gilbert now wears mm-hmm. twenty four there. I don't like that. I think they should honor the number a couple of years away. Not nobody gets to wear it. No, they don't mess with me like that. I ain't catch too many balls. You see, no, ain't nobody wearing forty three. Well, that's true, and and yeah, nobody wears five oh, in Pittsburgh. Nobody wears. Uh, somebody has worn eighty eight. No one's ever worn twelve since Terry Bradshaw went away, and so on. Maurice, you're in that sort of uh, higher, uh, you know, in the top. Two or three Jags of all time, whether you like it or not, that's how you go. No, no what one is wearing that that three two. Why not? Nobody's allowed to wear three two. Because there was a lot of work put into that thing, man. Like, I put in some work. What if somebody calls you up and says, "I'll give you ten thousand dollars for it"? Uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 priceless to me. You ever seen that that Visa commercial? It's priceless. Yeah. Like, you can pay for a lot of things. Yeah. I'll give you an example. So, I, I when I first got in the league, I wanted to be twenty one originally because you know that was my number and college number I grew up with. So. I went to uh, I forgot his name. Uh, our corner is a uh, it's Terry. I forgot his last name, but cousin Terry Cousins. Yeah, I say I Terry Cousins. Yeah. I say, listen, man, how much you want for that number, right? Because it meant a lot. It was my grandpa wore when he played, and all this thing, all these things. So I'm like, I got a tattooed on me, you know. I like, I want that number. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna need two hundred thousand. What? Two hundred thousand? I almost dollars. jumped on it. Uh, they had to, one of the guys was like, "Hey man, don't don't do it." 
What? I looked. I said, "What?" I was like, you're, you're, "That's so disrespectful." Just say you don't. Just say you don't even want it. Just say like like <laughs> you don't want to give it away. But like, don't disrespect. Well, what about? But listen, I think it. There is something to be said for that. It's cool to like at USC. The guy who wears fifty-five joins a lineage of all-time greats. Isn't that cool? Shouldn't you maybe be the first thirty-two in Jags history, and then only the greats get to put it on? Go eighty-eight in Dallas. For that, that 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 is awesome in college, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot. It was hard work in that. No thing. question. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars. No, no, I'll give you two hundred thousand no. dollars for a Jags thirty-two. Great example. Jalen Ramsey just signed with uh, Jumpman. And he wanted 23. He couldn't get 23, so he wanted the opposite number, right, 32. And so I got a call from the equipment guys, and they were like, look, man, like, we know how you – we already know what you're going to say, but we have to call and ask the young kid. I was like, you know what? I appreciate him. But hell no. No, no, <laughs> no. I want to work this out. Hey, Bartlett and Emma VP, that's our first order of business going forward. We need to work out uh, – No, they're, they're Let's work get Jalen Ramsey. We got to get Jalen Ramsey on the show, and Shaq. we got to figure this out. He has 32. a great number. He has 20. He has 20. Perfect. He'll be fine. Number 32. 20 is, perfect. 20 is a great corner number, but he don't need that 3 All right. Well, maybe there's some room to negotiate. Nah, we can figure nobody. this thing out. My dog, that's not up for sale. That 32 ain't up for sale. That 32 should not be touched ever again. Every man can be bought, they say. Let's see that's what That's a we- lie. Yeah. All right. That's a lie. Not this one. Okay. Let's get to it. Thrill of victory, agony of defeat. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Y'all, make, y'all just getting better. I know. Fun little like uh, graphics that go along with the uh, the visual representation of the show. Emma VP. All right, I'm going to get the thrill of victory, agony, of defeat. Are you, do, do you think I went too long on the number thing? No Is that question. why you she said move on? went too long on the number thing, yeah. Why? I want to figure it out. I know, but we have a show to do, and we have a lot of cool topics. All right, let's get to the cool topics. Best <laughs> win in <laughs> week right. five. I think it's hard to debate that ultimately there are some good wins out there, but the Atlanta Falcons going a mile high and taking down the Broncos. Uh, Ike, I'll say you. I, th- I thought the best win was the Dallas Cowboys thinking Cincinnati was going to come in there. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the Falcons and what they did, you know, as always, it's, it's tough going to Denver and playing in Denver for one. Uh, and, and Coleman, for the most part, just talking throughout the week, he had sickle cell traits. Yeah. So we didn't know – what he was going to do, if he was going to play a little bit or a lot because of his traits, because of his trait. And he went in there, he tore it up. Did Four receptions for 130-some yards. Receptions. Now, he plays running back, by the way. Mm-hmm. He don't play receiver. He plays running back. So, they kind of came out and gave the blueprint on how you can attack the Denver Broncos' uh, defense. But you got to understand. Uh, if you have running backs who can line up as receivers, so uh, Coleman, Lev Bell, but see, everybody don't have this personnel. No. So everybody can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, Pittsburgh can do it. Of course, we just saw the Atlanta Falcons. They can do it. But just because these two teams can do it don't mean the Tampa Bay Bucks can do it. Cleveland, of course, can't do it. The Patriots might do it, but just in a different form with the tight ends. But at the same time, man, it's, it was very impressive because it's it's always that last show when we talk about the Falcons. Man, they looked at good the first six games. But, man, the last eight games, nine games, man, they tanked it. So I think we're kind of still waiting to see them in game two. 10 what their record would be it's funny because Maurice was expressing similar cynicism about this but I mean going into Carolina and then into Denver now they go to Seattle I guess that'll be uh, yet another tough test last year they had um 
last or that was in some, Atlanta. Yeah, last Carolina, year they had some some good games, some tough games where they you know they won that that first. They were throwing six and zero, right? Yeah, six and zero. They made some. They made some hay doing that. But uh, I think again, if they if they go to Seattle and win, then you have to say they're a contender. You have to say that they have a chance to. But you know, I'm just waiting. You know, as we all do, I'm waiting to see which Matt Ryan's going to show up. Right there's there, there's one that's going to throw a ton of passes and and do all that good stuff and there's one that's going to So you're staying cynical. So there I which I don't uh yeah, I don't I'm wait till after I'll do. wait till after Seattle before I can jump on the bandwagon and or at least talk positive. They have that they have that uh San Diego effect. You know San Diego they get in their fourth quarter and they're like, "Oh man, we about to lose." That's how we're thinking <laughs> for the Falcons. Like, are the Falcons going to trick us these first 8 games or are they going to relapse the last 8 games or is this really the Falcons? I, I'm going to say – I'll say the best win, and, and I know this is going to sound bad, but it's the Raiders. I, I'm like – because their defense isn't playing well, and they are last year their defense was rolling, right? So, this this thing about if their defense can get back to what they were doing last year. And I think it's similar to like you said with Pittsburgh when they had all those young new pieces and they're trying to figure all figure that out. out. Once they figure that out, the way that offense is scoring at will right now, the Raiders are going to make a run, and they're finding a way to win every week. So, regardless if it's offensively or defensively, they're finding a way to win. I have I have a uh, Crabtree and Amari Cooper, the best dual threat receivers in the league. The best duo, huh? Wow. Yeah, we were talking about that with Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. the name drop last mm-hmm. night, the guy who was a part of one of the all-time yep. great uh, oh, pass-catching duos there. That, I, you know, I witnessed that. What's going to be crazy is, and by the way, Thursday night football, you got the Chargers and the Broncos hooking up, but uh, the AFC West, boy, I mean, they talk about different styles, the Raiders and the Broncos. It would look like that's what this division is going to come down to, so we'll see there. All right, let's jump to uh, to worst, and I'm with you, though, on the Cowboys. That's a pretty impressive win. The Bengals really, given where they are, where Pittsburgh is, you don't want to. Hugh Jackson. That's right. I, I'll tell you, we saw that one coming yep. in the offseason. No Hugh. No clear-cut number to no Marvin Jones, no Sanu, no Eifert. Maybe it yep. rights the ship a little bit when Eifert gets back in there. But the Bengals now, all of a sudden, two and three. That was a bad loss for them in terms of uh, hierarchy in their division. Worst loss, I will go, speaking of uh, the division, the Baltimore Ravens, except now that's trumped by the Carolina Panthers at home to Jaquiz Rogers, Buccaneers. Mike Evans did his thing, though. Oh, well, that's fine, but I mean, that, that, that's fine. But I mean, listen, the the defending NFC champs are one in four. I they, they they one in four, and their defense wasn't like how their defense was last year. Nobody's intimidated by their defense. Yeah, we talk about a Cam and and Cam didn't play, and I feel like Cam is that that X factor. Um, meaning he has that swag goo when he walks on the field, man. He has that extra boost of confidence. He gives guys a fake battery pack when on the field. On the flip side, and we've been talking about this guy, and yes, he doesn't travel all the time, and I get all that, but Josh Norman has the other swag goo factor on the defensive side of yeah. the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he might not travel every game, but if you throw it his way, man, it's probably going to be a bad decision if you throw it his way. He has that kind of presence. He has that kind of confidence. Come from a small school, he felt like, man, you know, his back is against the wall, against all eyes kind of kind of mentality. And you don't see that. And even though you do have a Luke Keekley, he's been on skates. He's been to the roller skate rink for a while now. So teams are finally getting 
pulling guards and centers or getting to the second level of that defense and pushing him back. So right now, Luke isn't looking like Luke. But one thing you can say, even though the Redskins are, are finally coming around the curve and they about to get back to what they was doing last year, the bright spot of that defense is Josh Norman. Like, Josh Norman is having a hell of a season right now. It's also funny to consider that, you know, or not funny if you're the Panthers, but, you know, now at one and four, you say, well, it's a long season and so on. But you get into too deep a hole. Who really, let's assume the Falcons are going to win the division at this point. I know it's a little uh, uh, premature, but still, you you figured the Vikings or the Packers are going to get one of those wild cards. Now you're getting it, and the Cowboys going to go away. What about D.C.? Like you say, Philly, D- Dallas, that's three teams right there. And, uh, you know, who knows what the Giants do. I mean, they they got a lot to overcome to get one of those wild cards. What, one the of the Panthers. ones we're going to, to talk about, though, are the mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins. They got slapped at home by Damn. exotic smash mouth, as Sheck likes to say. Man. Well, I, I mean, didn't make that up. That, That's what they call it. Your quarterback threw two INTs. The who? Your quarterback. And had, the, hundred, the $100 million quarterback? That We're not talking about that, but they have. Thank you. There it is. See, that's exotic smash mouth. Yeah, they literally are going to have to blow that whole thing up. My, my thing is with the Miami situation, how do you not want to go and perform living in that kind of city? Thank you. You got everything. You got no taxes. You got number good weather. Can get any creed you want to, any kind, any creed of female you want to <laughs> down there. Creed. That's home for you. So us, we like, we call not homeboys like, hey, Kenny, Kenny Stills, hey, bro. What y'all doing down there in Miami in the offseason? Hey, bro, come on. Come on through. Listen. How, as an organization, as a player, do you not want to win in that kind of environment? I tell people this all the time. We are coming – any big city we played in, San Francisco, New York, Houston, Miami, wherever we could go. If the lights were bright, I was – I, I got to get it. I got. <laughs> we got to go. And I tell them all hey, – hey, guys, listen. I, I don't know what – we got to go this week. <laughs> Absolutely, ever since we got to go. But when you play in New York City, because we're coming from Jackson, we don't get the same the 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 tension and all that. Like we got to go out there and make plays. No question. This is where you get seen if you want to be seen. Yeah. So it does. I, yeah, I've talked to guys about that. So the prime time games do matter. That oh, does make a difference. Even yeah, because you're the only show on turf. Yeah, right. James Harrison. Every time we played the Ravens, he he just he he cut it on. Like, he'll have an okay game, but every time it's prime time, he's just turned into a whole different person, and that's when you learned about Debo. All right, it's time to get to uh, Tyrod Taylor sitting down, so we're going to kibitz with him. You guys both have a little history with him, right? You like him a lot. Young pup. It's my dog. Spent some time with him for the Super Bowl. Came on a uh, now show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get to it here. Here he is, the 3-0 and in his last three games, uh, number five under center, including against – Smooth uh, dresser. Maurice, LA's, uh, L.A. Rams. Here he is, everybody. It's Tyrod Taylor. You listen to Dave Damashek. Second goal of the six. Taylor. And caught for the touchdown. Good win. So, Tyrod Taylor – with a touchdown pass in the opening drive to Hunter and a touchdown pass right there to Goodwin of six yards. Oh, this is going to be good, fellas. It's your pal. In fact, uh, both of you guys like this guy yeah, quite yeah. a bit and have been touting his success in the NFL yeah. for at least a couple of years now. The former Hokie, the current Bill, Tyrod Taylor. What's going on, man? Not too much. How are y'all? Good, man. Hey, what's that? Is Goodwin a, a capper? 
Is that yeah, a Kappa? Yeah, he's a Kappa. Uh, it had to be. Yeah, he's a Kappa. Yeah, I figured it. He was, I figured what it. they call that dance he was doing? Uh, the shimmy. The, the shimmy. Yeah, that's there what you go. What did yeah. you ask? A Kappa? A Kappa. Yeah, it's, it's a fraternity. Frat house? Fraternity. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hey, Tyrod, before anything else, I want to have a nice conversation about football and the game of life and everything else here. But real quick, I want to clear the air with you because I'm a man of honor. I want you to know that a couple weeks ago when Sammy Watkins got IR'd, I dropped you from my fantasy. <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't, I didn't have the faith, and I apologize for that. Yeah, uh, apologies still not accepted, but uh, I hear you. That's why, <laughs> Tyrod, and I'm going to tell you, because I kept you on my team, but you were my quarterback until Tom Brady came back, man. You know, Tom, I had a great matchup with Tom versus Cleveland, so you know how that goes. You know, yeah, I do the matchup. I understand thing. that. See, I, I understand. See, oh, that's okay, though. Oh, those yeah, because I'm still on my squad. We about to win a ship together. You know, like <laughs> he's on the team. It is how it goes. So, talk about this whole the, yeah, the the. We always talk about how it's hard to play East Coast to West Coast or West Coast to East Coast. How are you guys able to handle that uh, going against the Rams this week? Um, guys were at first were concerned about us going out on Saturday. Um, they thought that we needed a couple of days. Uh, to get over there and get acclimated to the time. But I would say that uh, uh, I think guys handled the schedule pretty well. Um, we got over there Saturday, uh, short meetings, um, early curfew. I think guys were arrested. We didn't come out flat or anything uh, for the game. But it's always hard to win on the road, uh, let alone going across country. But I think the guys managed it well. Let, uh, for all you guys, actually, when you get to go to a place like you know, neither uh, you, Ike, or Maurice got to play in Los Angeles, but is that like, hey, that's fun uh, road trip for us? Do you get to enjoy the city at all when you when you go on one of these? Um, maybe grab something to eat once you first get there, but you don't really get a whole bunch of time to spend uh, to spend in the city. Um, you can do that in the off season. Uh, when we're there, it's about football. Um, I know a lot of guys on our team are from the West Coast, so. Um, with the victory Monday yesterday, Coach Ryan let a couple guys stay back. So um, you can enjoy your family afterwards. But for the most part, uh, leading up into the game, it's all about business. AT, I know uh, just looking at it from a, a media standpoint, everybody was kind of scratching their head when y'all let the OC go. Uh, we kind of felt like he was an scapegoat from Coach Rex Ryan and what the defense was doing. But now I guess Coach Rex Ryan is looking like a genius. I think y'all three and no since the departure. Tell us about that transition. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's never easy um, losing your OC early in the season. Um, uh, but I think guys uh, came together more than ever um, in the locker room on offense and defense. And, um, I mean, just holding each other accountable and uh, finding ways to win. Um, it's not going to be pretty every week, um, but uh, some weeks it will be. And uh, we're, we're just trying to find ways to win and challenge each other to be better each and every day. Talk about your young receivers who have to step up, you know, uh, Robert Woods, Goodwin, all these guys, Clay. I mean, you threw it to everybody this past Sunday. And for the record, though, I want it to be made clear to Tyrod. That's that's why I dropped Tyrod. It wasn't Tyrod. It was I was worried <laughs> Shaq, about you the lack of back Sammy. Into good I'm just trying, no to, I'm over, trying to explain myself. It's, it's so, okay. We'll give you a time to do right. that later. But talk about these young guys right. and how they've all stepped up because it seems like Sammy goes down and yet you're still producing at the same level. Yeah, um, guys are um, welcome the opportunity to go out there and show what they could do. Uh, we have a lot of young guys um, uh, that don't have much experience playing in the NFL besides Woods. Um, but uh, guys are, are accepting the challenge, going out there and making plays. I mean, I've had a, a lot of time spent with Woods throughout the offseason because Sammy uh, was missing um, throughout OTAs and minicamps. So uh, we've been on the same page for a while. It just was a matter of time before we could go out there and uh, make it happen on the field. So just got to continue to keep building chemistry with those guys and um, and, and giving guys a chance to make plays. Seems to me that uh, Rex 
makes no secret about the, the games that are most important to him to, to take uh, on an annual basis. Who's he want to beat more, the Patriots or the Jets? Um, I think it's probably uh, even uh, between both of those. Of course, um, his departure from the Jets uh, definitely left a bad taste in his mouth. Um, and we have a bunch of guys on our team from the Jets as well. So those games definitely mean a lot to us. Um, but the Patriots, I mean, uh, teams in general um, have been chasing the Patriots for a while now. And uh, us being in Buffalo, definitely one of the teams we've been chasing. So um, those games are definitely big for us. But each and every week is big. Um, but we definitely get pumped up for those two games. Hey, T, what's the, what's the difference between the last OC and this OC? And this OC? I see y'all kind of simmered down y'all playbook. It looks like y'all having a lot more fun. And he's drawing to y'all strengths instead of weaknesses. Uh, what's the big difference? Um, I would say uh, pushing the tempo. Uh, we've gotten into some situations where it's no huddle. Um, and I think that's benefited as well. Um, I think it's been four times this season since we've got into that th uh, two touchdowns and the field goal. So um, just uh, letting us go out there and play fast. Um, um, I think guys are just comfortable um, and, and just buying into it and, and going out there and, and having fun. You know, we've, we've gone too long to talk about the most important position on the football field, and that's running back. Um, no disrespect to you, Tyler, <laughs> my dog. But talk about Shady and, and – uh, I mean, that's the second disrespectful thing you it, said to him. But, but, right. I, but I could do that because that's my guy, though. All right. I mean, he understands the running back position is held in high regard over here. But um, sure. talk about Shady, man. I mean, it seems like 150 yards last week. I mean, he's getting on his run. He's starting to do some things. What have you seen out of him throughout the offseason? I mean, he's getting up there in age now. It's not as if he's getting any younger. Um, and you yeah. guys still lean on him. Um, definitely. Uh, I, I could just tell um, his approach to this offseason. Um, uh, he didn't feel happy with the way the season went last year, personally. Um, but he just wanted to challenge himself to be better this year. And uh, you could definitely tell his approach. Um, he was definitely more serious. Uh, came back in the best shape, I believe, in his career, uh, maybe since combine days. But um, he's playing with an extra burst. Um, definitely we know what he could do out of the backfield as far as in the running game and in the passing game. He's making those plays, and it's definitely benefiting the offense. Now, Tyra, you, you you get a contract. Um, we we did. Yeah, yeah. We well, got a we, contract. We, you, you get a contract, well deserved. Uh, it, did you put any added pressure on yourself after you got the contract, or you still pretty much even kill? Uh, even kill. Um, of course, um, naturally, uh, pressure comes with a contract. Uh, but you just try to do the same things each and every day. Um, challenge yourself. Uh, let your your mental. Um, approach to the game, uh, just be the same, and just try to be better each and every day. Um, learn from learn from your mistakes, and just try to continue to get better. Let's talk real quick about uh, the the color rush uniforms. How how do they strike you? Uh, the all reds. Our, our color rush, yeah, or just, all oh yeah, well, reds, I, yeah. I love our uh, our reds. I wish that we could combine the red and the blue somehow and make that a uniform. But um, I, I like our all red uniforms. Cool. You're not you're not a fan of them. I well, it's too much red for me, you know. I with the white hat, it doesn't look quite right to me. Uh, hundred. The thing that really with the Buffalo Bills, though, where I'm more concerned is, isn't it weird that the city of Buffalo is named after the majestic beast that once roamed the plains, but then the football team is named after Buffalo Bill Cody, the guy who tried to kill all the Buffalo. Isn't that weird? I've asked a lot of famous Bills this: Jim Kelly, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas. No one seems to have a good answer for this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I'll fall in that, that category. That doesn't have a good answer. <laughs> Weird, though, isn't it, Tyrod? Yeah, uh, I guess so. <laughs> one, one, one thing you can do, uh, and that's dress. You know, MJD and I For have sure. this, this fashion popo. Uh, it, it seems like you take that to heart. 
Are you, what kind of style would you consider yourself having as a dresser? Um, I'm not a loud dresser. I'm uh, detailed, I would say. Um, okay. The details definitely have to be there. Uh, I mean, you only get a chance to, to dress up throughout a week, maybe one time. Um, I know I do. I don't really get a chance to dress up throughout Monday through Saturday. So when you get a chance on, on Sunday, uh, you want to make sure you're sharp. Do you have a stylist or is that all you? Um, yes, I have a stylist, um, okay. uh, a good friend of mine. He works out of New York. Um, but as far as the suits, um, he's more so uh, he's more so styling outside of suits. Wait I a second, fit, you have uh, a stylist? Well, I, is um, that he's, a thing? He's more so he's more so just a good friend of mine. I mean, we we've been knowing each other. You're looking since, out for uh, your home college boy. days. Yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah, need, yeah. you need that sometimes when you're the when you're the CEO of the. I don't need it. I'm a smart dresser, but I'm talking. Uh, wait, hold Mike on, and Maurice, you guys have stylists. I'm not, I was never the CEO of the company. Yeah, I so, he's the so, CEO. Yeah, he like when you think of Buffalo Bills, you think of that face that's smiling. Right yeah, there. that's so he has to always be out there in the open, in the media, looking the right way. You can't be caught with stuff on your shirt. See me, I could go outside with ketchup stains. Like, you get out, and I'll drop some ketchup from a hot dog all over my shirt, and he's like, it's all good. No. He can't do that. No, no, he can't That's do that. the pressure of being the starting QB. Yeah, that's the pressure. It's a I lot, see. It's I a lot that. going on, Shaq. Tyrod, uh, and this is the last one for me. Um, really, it comes down to you were sitting behind Joe Flacco uh, all that time in Baltimore. Tell us what you learned from that experience and how you were able to use that to go where you are now in uh, Buffalo. Uh, definitely. Um, I was fortunate to get drafted by um, uh, a very good team uh, with a lot of um, uh, role models in the locker room, uh, learning on a day-to-day from guys like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, uh, Anquan, even Joe at the time, Haloti uh, Nada and Suggs. I mean, not too many guys could walk into a locker room and have those type of veteran leadership uh, in the locker room. And I think that's definitely um, helped mold me as a player, um, seeing Joe's day-to-day uh, preparation on the field and how he carried himself off the field. Um, definitely helped me um, just prepare myself for the opportunity. And I think uh, definitely throughout my time there, I definitely prepared myself for for the opportunity I got last year. Well, go ahead, Ike. What what are Tyrod Taylor goals? What's your goals? What you have in mind? Um, My personal goals are set aside. It's all about the team. Uh, And this team hasn't been to the playoff um, in a while, so ultimately my goal for this team is to is to get to the playoffs, um, and not just get there. We actually want to we want to win a Super Bowl, but it takes uh, it takes getting to the to the playoffs first, and we just got to take it one game at a time, one practice at a time. Like I said, just continue to keep getting better. Bills is likable a team, the fan base is likable as it gets, and uh, it, it is remarkable. The Bills are a great example of. Just uh, stick with the season. 0-2, things look bleak. Now all of a sudden on a three-game roll, including shutting out the Patriots in Foxborough. Stay healthy, Tyrod, and uh, good luck to the Hokies as well, right? Thank you. Yeah, for sure. All right, they're, they're looking good. They're looking good down there in Blacksburg. No question. Right. Can't wait to see you in Miami. <sighs> Sorry again about that whole dropping thing from fantasy too, man. It's all good. I, I, I forgive you. Thank all right, T-Man. Have a good day. See, that's Thank nice of too. five to do that. That's classy. There he goes. Tyrod Taylor, everybody. Dave Damashek. Going to take the lead. Out of the gun. Wolfersberger. Drop ball. Sammy Coates had a short touchdown. 
You know, it occurred to me watching uh, the Steelers and Jets game the other day. We've talked about this before. I think it's uh, it's time to really start a full segment. And maybe I don't know if we need to do it once a month or something, but we check in on this. Touchdowns in the NFL that Dave Damashek could have scored, and that was one of them right there. Sammy Coates right at the goal line, nobody near him, threw it right in his hands, and he dropped it. You got to get open first, Shaq. I'd be open. Don't worry about whether I'd be open. Well, you know, they wouldn't count him as a player. They yeah, <laughs> that would they, be my secret. Self check. They wouldn't even. They wouldn't even. It's, first, you got to make it to that point in the game, too, Shaq. All right. First up. Let's first of all, can't even make the team. I don't even know why you're so cynical. Let's see what uh, Legarrette Blunt. Here's one uh, from the game in Cleveland. Yeah, Shaq. Well, you definitely can't do that. You wouldn't have made that. Legarrette Blunt. They hand it off to him. He runs around the left edge, untouched. It was easy. He kind of jogged. Why wouldn't I score that? You because de- you ain't got that bounce right though. Did you see him dip in? They had yeah, to get back outside. Right, right Look, look, look. You can't do that. Look at no. damage. There I am. I just de- now see. You're no. just proving wrong. You I cannot dip. In there. That ain't no. going to work. Trust me. <laughs> I, would, I would rather you try to go out and catch a pass than to take that heat and that fire coming from the 11 guys at the running back position. If I were there and Martellus Bennett and Gronk were lined up on either side and Tom Brady turned around and handed me the ball, I would have scored that touchdown. No, you would have screamed, ah. <laughs> I don't think you know about you. the fire in my belly. I, I think that's what, what you don't understand. Go ahead, make a joke about what else nah, is in my it's, belly. It's, it's real out there. You know, you about know that McDonald's. There's a lot of McDonald's in there, too. <laughs> Next up, Jesse James uh, from that uh, game in Hines Field. Look at this one. Roethlisberger from See, three. I give you that one. No, no. You know why? I would catch that no, touchdown because watch what he did beforehand. What did he do? Pick. Look, he, he, ran. Had to, he had to get off the guy like. You Jack, see you what failed. happened. I would have done that. You know I could score that touchdown. Admit it, Maurice. Shaq. I don't know about that one, Shaq. There's sure. Damashek, touchdown. Look at me, see? I don't even wear hey, a helmet when I hey, play Jesse football. Hey, J- Jesse James quietly, too. He is very good. He's yeah. very good. He but you saw there, he didn't need the beat. He didn't need the block. All he did was stand up, but little decoy like he was going to block the linebacker, and then he slipped behind him, seven threw it to him. That's a touchdown that Damashek was Shaq, scoring. you don't NFL. understand how real it is out on that field. I don't field. think you understand. Shaq, I'm it's about. real as heck on that field, this man. next one I know for sure. I grew up on the mean streets of Pittsburgh. I think I got I what it takes to make I know for sure you wouldn't have scored. Uh, no, you one. didn't, Shaq. All right, Sammy Coates. Like he caught the, the game started off in Heinz Field. You wouldn't even long bomb to Sammy Coates. Yeah, you was caught. If you would have got past him, you was caught as soon as you caught it. This was mean of the producers to put this one in here. I don't think I would have scored that one. That's mean spirited. I, I I know my limitations. That's Go part on. of my greatness. Man, that boy ran outside of him. Usually, you cut that thing back inside. He ran outside of that boy. What about Ike, real quick, or Maurice? Have you guys ever had? Well, Ike, we've talked a lot about the game that uh, you had against Calvin Johnson about three, four years ago, where in the first half he got you, and in the second Smoking. half you shut him down. But there wasn't at least – that that was bizarre where there's Dave catching it. See, that's mean of you guys behind the glass. I, yeah, I, I don't think I would catch that 72. No, you I, really wouldn't. I can't outrun the DBs, but I could score some TDs in the end. Of, what I would really do is throw touchdown passes. That's what I would be able to do in the league. That's but anyway, story. Well, either way, Sammy Coates, he starts out great. Then he drops five straight passes. Coach Tomlin leaves him in, and then it pays off because Sammy Coates ends up with a gash on his hand, no less. Ends up, uh, you know, getting another touchdown, having a huge day. At when he dropped that fourth or fifth pass, I declared, "This is a, take the kid out. You're gonna yeah. ruin his brain." Nah, and you gotta like the response of Coach T. Said, "Oh, this ain't his first drop, and he's gonna have a whole lot of other drops too in his career." Like you gotta understand, man. This guy at Auburn, they asked him to block. He wasn't you know, a route yeah, he, he wasn't a route runner. He really wasn't a receiver. He's like he was like a, 
a Calvin a Calvin Benjamin kind of guy, a big body, but you can slash call him a tight end. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So now Coach Mann, who's the receiving coach over there for the Pittsburgh Steelers, finally had a full offseason to work with him in route running and catching and trying to get on the same page with Big Ben. If you Sammy Sammy could have scored four, four touchdowns this game. He, Big Ben threw a bang eight, which is called a post route. And before leading up to that play, the announcer was saying, like, one thing Big Ben was trying to teach Sammy was act like you're going to get the ball every time. Because as soon as you give me a half a step, that can cost us an inch or two. And Sammy, for the most part, ran his route. But as soon as he cut, as soon as he broke open to the right, he kind of, like, hesitated a little bit. And mm-hmm. ben, ben already let that thing fly. So if Sammy just would have ran that one route at full speed, he would have caught him another touchdown. Of course, he dropped the other two, one, a sure-handed touchdown, and he dropped the jump ball on the sideline. So Sammy got to understand, man, like Ben, for the most part, has been grooming a lot of young receivers, third, fourth, fifth-round receivers. And Sammy just got to learn that, man, you got to be a professional every snap. But I, I like Coach T response, like, you know what? The dude is going to drop some more balls. So, I thought he was wrong, but uh, nah, he proved to be right, right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, great stuff as always with uh, Ike and Maurice. Uh, always good times on Tuesdays. And uh, that's a wrap on the audio podcast. We'll talk to you on Thursday with our game picks with Matt Money Smith, Handsome Hank, and who knows who else. That's a wrap on the audio show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.